0: Hello, and welcome back to Ty Charmer and Etherin, Wheel of Time Podcast. I'm Sam. I'm Will. We're here to catch up after the new year. Yeah. Uh, not really talking books quite yet. We're still catching up on our notes, but uh, right, you know, talking other stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um and uh, I'll level with
0: everybody. This is take three. I've had various computer issues. Can <laughs> you just imagine like if I just called Will and was like, All right, I'm gonna try to call you two more times and we're gonna start the same conversation. <laughs> right. Yeah it's just a funny it's a fun thing to do.
1: Um yeah, it's it is kind of a funny thing. Like we're like the first few seconds recreating the first few seconds of, of banter right at the beginning over and over again, like just, you know, slight variations to spice right. things up a little bit. <laughs> sure. Well, and the fact that whenever you hear us, we're pretty much always really catching up on whatever. Yeah. Is. So um, exactly. Yeah. We were just getting to the point of beginning to discuss what we were going to discuss. Now you had said you hadn't, gotten to watch as much stuff as you wanted but you recently got to watch oppenheimer
0: I did, yeah. You know, I, I wanted to see it in theaters. Uh, there was a few times where I thought I was going to be able to, and it just didn't happen. And so finally took the plunge, rented it last night, uh, really enjoyed it. I can see why people would want to watch Barbie after watching Oppenheimer. To, yeah. <laughs> it is a bit of a downer yeah. at times. Uh, but we watched Ted Lasso instead afterwards, and it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: I, I I can't remember if I had occasion to talk about it back when the Barbenheimer thing came out. but. Yeah 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 we did we did the uh we did the thing and on the day and did Oppenheimer and then Barbie oh nice um, cool yeah enjoyed both of them um very 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 different uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah for sure yeah Oppenheimer, you know it's got the one or two scenes <laughs> that it's like you know what did that really add anything um <laughs> yes, I also thought that kind of humorous to me i mean, but otherwise it's just such an excellent movie it and, really is yeah. I'm really I'm I'm hopeful, you know, I'm a bit of a Nolan fanboy and Yeah, same. Um I I feel like he for whatever reason his style of Russian nesting doll in a puzzle box mm-hmm. um, is is often I think people at at the academy just think, you know, he's just trying to be clever or something and I don't know. I just I enjoy it. I, I oh yeah, um, I'm with you. So I I
0: happened to come across the term for showing the same scene from different characters' perspectives. Which of course, this movie in particular takes to another level by having yeah. Straw's perspective be black and white, Oppenheimer's being color. It took me mm-hmm. a while to realize that was what was happening. Honestly, I was a little slow in the uptake. But it's called the Rashomon effect. Mm-hmm. name okay. for that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I read a blog. This guy was talking about the stuff he learned in 2023. He learned that. He also learned that in Texas, apparently they eat pickles at the movie theater. So there you go. Oh. Um, <laughs> and they're surprised that other people don't, but they will go buy a Texas. pickle. <laughs> I know it sounds delicious.
1: I'm a big fan of pickles. I don't know if you remember this about me, but it's kind of, it's, it's like m- way more of my personality than it probably should be. Um, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. You know, like the the kind of uh, millennial. Usually, it's it's a woman, but it can be guys that are like Harry Potter is like their whole.
0: Oh like yeah. There was a Katie we went to high school with like that. Not the one that was in theater with us the other Right, one. but Katie. the other one, yeah. Katie E. She yeah. was really big, yep, mm-hmm.
1: big into uh, mm-hmm. Harry Potter.
0: Way big uh, in there. I mean, we were we were all into Harry Potter, but she was right, really right. into Harry Potter, yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm, I it's and it's funny because it's it's like I see every now and then where it's like on on the internet they like to make fun of those folks and be like, "Yeah, liking Harry Potter is not itself a personality." <laughs> and I, I'm like, you know, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But also, then I, I realized like, I will post on Instagram when I get my Firehouse subs receipt back. And it has, they've actually printed on it the um, number of times I said extra pickles. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And like, when, when Megan and I got engaged, we had a pickle and cheese bar. Um, oh, man, that sounds delicious. Yeah. And we had like all sorts of different pickled things. Mostly I discovered that night that. The, the main thing that is good pickled is cucumbers and a lot of other stuff. <laughs> should not, not be pickled.
0: Yes. Man, um, the, uh, the first garden I ever had, and we are far afield, I know, of, of uh, nerdy stuff. But, you know, you can nerd out about a garden, and I have tried sure. several times. But the yeah. first garden I ever had, I was pure beginner's luck. I had this, like, rocky, black, loamy soil up in the mountains, and it was the best garden. I am trying not to curse right now because it was such a good garden. But anyway, we had (laughs) a cucumber plant just take over half of it. And I had I was up to my ears in cucumbers and Rachel made these garlic pickles that we gave like we gave jars to like everyone in the family. Everyone's in like, I'm not even kidding. Rachel's family will like her aunt will come over and still talk about those pickles. And this was 2012. Like, yeah, it's that was a high watermark for my gardening abilities. And it's never happened again. But I'm with you like <laughs> well, a good pickle, but a good homemade pickle. Man,
1: it's yeah heaven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. Good pickles. Hard beat.
0: <laughs> so Oppenheimer. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> oh,
1: man. I mean, you know, I could I could talk about Oppenheimer a long time. And I, and I feel like, you know, it's it's kind of in six months passed in one way but too yeah
0: i i enjoyed it i'm glad that it got the recognition it it was due and um it mm-hmm. seems like it it did
1: get get that and uh good oh, i'll be curious to see how the academy handles well it oh, fair that. enough
0: didn't didn't did robert downey win a golden globe supporting i, I think uh, i read yeah, that, that uh, yeah, yeah i think so yeah. but that's still not the academies i know <laughs> um, golden globes joe coy all that stuff but oh man anyway, that so, was I uh, yeah yeah it was I like Joe Coy. Seems like a probably a nice it, guy. I
1: mean, like it, I've I've enjoyed the clips I've seen of him online. It sounds like he is getting a lot of uh, unfortunate blowback for probably. I mean, you know, as he points out, jokes that he didn't write. He got the job. Yeah. It sounds like less than two right. weeks out. Ugh. Like he was, said, like I was hired ten days ago. And I'm I'm sure if I mean, you know, he's not a, a big name comedian at all. No, I'm sure no, if-
0: yeah. He's like he'll fill a um you know, a theater of people who like his stuff and he can go right. on tour and do well with that. But yeah, in terms of like he's not to the Kevin Hart level or whatever of, of- general awareness in, of, right. uh, in the, in the political or well, not political. Well, I guess partly the problem is political, but, uh, just like the zeitgeist. And it does seem, I said, the reason I mentioned Kevin Hart, I think Kevin Hart came out and said, I would never do that ever again. Uh, it's not a yeah. good, I, not a good gig for comedians sort of, I think yeah. that's probably valid at this point. Especially oh, ever since, yeah. maybe maybe it's ever since Will Smith uh, smacked Chris Rock. I don't know.
1: So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's become dangerous. <laughs> right, right.
0: You might, might get, get assaulted. in the
1: face. Right. <laughs> yeah. There, there were uh, two movies, two very different movies that I, I was going to talk about. That, that yeah, aren't, please. Um, Barbie and Oppenheimer. I'll, I'll start with the more recent one that I watched first. It's uh, and actually, I, I think it came out. So it came out as listed as twenty twenty three i I didn't become aware of it until this month and but it uh they're just showing ads on everywhere for it, but it's on hulu it's called self reliance
0: okay uh, I don't know if I've heard of it
1: okay, so it's got jake Johnson from you know oh, the yeah. girl love and, jake johnson uh, spider man right right exactly yeah Spi man right <laughs> yeah. have enjoyed him and he's he's just kind of a funny guy well, what's interesting is he wrote direct directed and starred in this and sometimes that doesn't work out too well yeah uh, famously that was the situation with the one of the worst movies of all time the room um, oh, right. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but quite often like when people do that it's kind of a vanity project and it, it's right right you know. but this this worked really well um it's a short movie, or relatively short. It's less than an hour and a half. It's got Anna Kendrick in it, um, nice. and, and uh, also Andy Sandberg. Uh, oh, who, wow! Yeah, part of the funny thing is so here I'll, I'll just you know give you the premise. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you or anybody else because there's there's some twists in it. So uh, Jake Johnson's character, I forget his character's name. He's he's walking along the street, and a limo pulls up. And Andy Sandberg is in it and he's like, Hey, are you? And he says the character's name and he's like, yeah. And he's, he's like, you're, you're Andy Sandberg. Right. And so Andy Sandberg's playing himself. Nice. And like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then Andy Sandberg starts listing off a bunch of like personal information about this guy. And he's like, yeah, yeah. How do you know all this? And he's like, don't worry about it. You want to take a limo ride with me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And he's like, I mean, yeah. So he jumps in and Andy Samberg reads off this card, this explanation that he has been invited to be a a hunted person in a most dangerous game type situation. Oh, Um, good, good. Yeah. (laughs) It's for a reality television show that's only available on the dark web. And it's going to last 30 days. You know, it says you won't see any of the, the crew or anything. The hunters can only attack him when he's alone. Is the rule? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so he just has to try to not be alone. Basically, then. That, so that's the point at which he's like, "Oh, well, I can do that." He's, you know, he says, and and they because they explain, you know, if you make it to the end, you get a million dollars. Ah, um, so there you go. Nice, so nice. There's the yeah. There's the incentive. Part of the thing that you get pretty quickly is like, he's been in a bad relationship that ended terribly. And he is estranged from his father. And there's just a, a, a lot of a string of things that, where he's just kind of a sad dude. and Yeah, so, probably would uh, be alone a lot. <laughs> yeah. So you, you get the idea. It's like, you know, this is p- part of why he was chosen for this. Anyway, throughout the movie... The thing that you realize is when he tries to explain to other people that he's part of this game and everything, hardly anybody believes him. (laughs) Of course not. I mean, who would? Well, and you realize like when he finally does get attacked by somebody, it's because no one's around. So no one sees it. So when he like tries to tell people they think he's crazy and you as the viewer very quickly realize you don't know. If, <laughs> if he's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, if if he's just nice. Oh, nice. Nice. So that actually is a very interesting thing, but the the part of it that it it took me a little while to kind of tap into this is that when I saw the ads I was thinking okay, it's a comedy take on most dangerous game kind of thing. And because there's been Yeah, other, sure, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. You know. But maybe it's, takes- <laughs> but it's but- an unreliable narrator instead. <laughs> Maybe. Well, and and I'm not going to spoil it for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you could go either way. I see. Yeah, and and but for one thing, but the other thing is, it really isn't so much about the the like the game as it is like this guy who's kind of been through all this stuff that realizes he needs to be around other people. Yeah, um, or he'll die. Um,
0: <laughs> Well, it's right. like right it's like either you'll be hunted in this game that may or may not exist or if you're not around people eventually you'll just die sad and lonely and right <laughs> it's like and- we we are social creatures
1: exactly and and that's when it's like no this is this crazy movie is actually about the loneliness epidemic yeah yeah and, and that's what was so intriguing to me is like I thought I was signing up to watch, you know, a, a most dangerous game, game comedy. But it's really kind of an interesting just a little take on us all needing to to realize like, no, we need to be around people like we can't yes, so isolate true. ourselves the way that we have and. I mean, obviously, uh, all of us that lived through the pandemic, that we don't really need to be told that in one way. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's evident that... We do.
0: Yeah, we really do need to be told it. Yeah, because it's happening. It's it's like the... You know, you just talk, you can talk all day about Netflix and video games and all the things that like, we'd rather, we like, it's like, yeah, it's fun to go see somebody, but I, that means I have to drive like a long time to get somewhere. I'd rather just stay home and watch Netflix by myself. Like you can see yeah. how so many people probably think that way. And then like, say you move to a new city and you don't know anybody. What are you going to like, if you're, I mean, can you imagine if you were like, who's, alone try to move to a new city and like it would just be really hard you know no. To like how are you gonna go make friends when you're in your late 30s early 40s and uh, i right. you know i've thought about that but it's yeah it's a you think about like the kids the like i think that this has had a bit big impact on the the you know generate the z generation z um yeah. Coming up, like, you know, coming up, the Zoomers coming out of uh, school, like being in school during quarantine, like, I think that really had an indelible impact on them. That's, that sounds good. That sounds good.
1: So Uh. that's... That, is that andy sandberg
0: in it more or is that is he just yeah, he, the... he
1: he does show up again towards i sort the of end. hope that
0: he's actually the one hunting jake johnson and, and no, at yeah, no. and, and, and one point yeah i would just like hope that at one point you would think oh maybe it is all in his head and then you know andy sandberg just stabs him in the back with a knife <laughs>
1: <laughs> no you'll have to watch it it's, it's so it's yeah on i kind of might. yeah kind of might. yeah it, it's it's intriguing like i said it's a pretty short watch um it's it's one of those that like you're going to like want to talk about it afterwards though so um, yeah fair but. enough I guess Hulu and Disney Plus are merging is that to happen I think I, it's I haven't happening haven't heard if, the, if that is final or not I I feel like- is,
0: I just remember reading a quote by uh, Disney CEO Bob Iger saying you know parents are just going to have to know that they're going to have to set their parental controls on Hulu once they get once they get merged or what I don't know hmm. so I haven't heard anything else since then but who knows? It,
1: it seems a little odd to me because it's like right now you have the two. It seems like they would only lose money, like by yeah, that's true. Like having the two separate services. Like we're subscribed to both, so obviously,
0: I guess. You know, but it's like
1: having to build content for two different platforms. I don't know. And one way that makes sense, and the other way, it's like to me, the Disney brand is so different from that's true um, yeah. from the hulu brand i mean you have all the fx stuff on there and to me it's like what we do in the shadows doesn't belong on disney plus but, <laughs> that's so true <laughs> you know that's just, that's just yeah. me. But,
0: apparently um, there's yeah they're rolling out hulu on disney plus i have um, seen the, uh, have that show up so i guess that's a beta uh, right now disney's anyway. classic and general entertainment titles will exist in one app uh, top priorities. Okay. But top priorities is also ensuring Disney Plus remains a safe space for families. Well, bro, I don't understand how you're
1: going to do that. <laughs> anyway, whatever. So, um, oh, man, don't say <laughs> that, that word around your, uh, you know, your random conservative uncle's uh, safe space. Uh, <laughs> right, right. So uh, that's a trigger for them.
0: It uh, is. It is. Indeed. These days,
1: they need their safe spaces. Uh, <laughs> right. That's yeah. True. Um, Anyway, I, I... Too many I'm things to subscribe to.
0: to. that sound uh, interesting. Yeah, it's like we really do bounce from one subscription service to another. We'll get one month and then cancel it. I think I think HBO is up next, though, because I want to see the new True Detective uh, Season mm-hmm. 4.
1: Set in Alaska, mm-hmm. I think, with Jodie
0: Foster. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Um, looks good. Yeah, I haven't watched any of True Detective. I hear nothing but good things about it. I'm probably gonna Seasons
0: 1 and Season 3. Incredible. Yeah. Season 2, I did not finish, despite it being okay. a star-studded cast. <laughs>
1: The, yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of the deal, right? It's like you basically get a a cinema grade, you know, like Oscar caliber cast mm-hmm. for yep. uh, for one off kind of detective show. It's very, that by itself is intriguing. We're looking at at uh, kind of pairing back our our subscriptions, but mostly it's funny. I mean, like so many things are subscription based now. Like, yeah. I mean, and and they're just trying to get you in on stuff. I mean, to the point that it's like if if you are a person with disposable income then it could be very easy to end up with thousand dollars a month of yeah. <laughs>
0: subscriptions, or, right. or like two hundred dollars a month, even.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, a couple hundred bucks worth of stuff that you don't actually use. You know, yeah, so, exactly.
0: I get stressed yeah. about that. So I mean, I've had. I don't want to know how much money I've given Netflix at all. But I mean, right now we oh, have yeah. Netflix, Amazon Prime consistently, Spotify, and then Disney, and then maybe one more. You know, depending on what the month. And yeah. I just like I would love to get rid of all of that, but I cannot.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I told you about us, you know, using Jellyfin and doing the you <laughs> yeah, know, personal server. And yeah, we've Definitely been watching good. through The Office and uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine that way. And it's just fun to know. It's like, you know, hey, we're not having to pay anything extra to watch these... You know things we own Which shows that you, for. yeah, for yeah. sure.
0: Um, yeah, we favorite. were cleaning out like closets the other day and found like Rachel had the entirety of Gilmore Girls, the entirety of that seventy show. I'm like, yeah, we probably should do this. I mean, I have a bunch of so many DVDs that are collecting dust that it would be yeah. much better. And also, I stacked up like all of my video game consoles. I'm like, oh man talk about money I've spent although less recently but my gosh I was like wondering if my PlayStation 2 will still start up or my GameCube like
1: <laughs> Yeah oh yeah Yeah GameCube was a fun one that It was yeah. That was an underrated Yeah uh, it was a flop really it was truly a flop really, yeah. for It and Wii U uh, both Well I think Wii U was kind of half baked like mm-hmm. it was it seems like sometimes Nintendo is on this kind of alternating between like they're, you know, really they are, they're on, yeah. off, they're on, they're off kind of Yeah. Thing. I you know, <laughs> I bought a virtual boy back in the day. <laughs> oh man. I wanted a virtual boy. Uh,
0: I wish I still had it. I sold it to a neighbor and like, I mean, I think it was cool, really. Yeah. It was, World it and u- tennis. It's
1: you know, I mean, it's funny, it wasn't at all virtual. It was just it was just a Game Boy with mm-hmm that you put your face in. And right. And it had like, like some,
0: the, like the old school 3d kind of effects where like you would, you know, like you would hit a tennis ball. It would come toward the screen kind of come. It would look like it was coming towards your face. Um, yeah. So it had some of that stuff, but yeah, I, I really do wonder where the switch to, if they're going to have full backwards compatibility, if they don't, if it's a different form factor, if they do the Nintendo thing and do something really wacky and zany, I don't know, man, I might just go get a steam deck. If they make a, just a true upgrade to the switch and have backwards compatibility. Yeah. Maybe I'll fork over whatever, four or 500 bucks, 400 bucks for it. But if they do some zany thing, I don't know. I'm just going to hold off.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as you say that, I'm looking over at my wife who's playing her steam deck that, They seem great. They really seem great. Yeah. She's really enjoyed it. She's at it for over a year now. And there's
0: definitely been like, there's been
1: several really for me, honestly,
0: at this point, I would want to emulate like games that you just like, it's like a game on like a 3ds. Like I don't have a 3ds. I'm not going to go buy a 3ds. I don't even know if I could get the game for a reasonable price. It's not available on any modern console. Like I just want to emulate it and it would be nice to be able to do that on Steam Deck. And yeah. I, I know, even as I say that, Nintendo's lawyers are dialing me up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like come on, guys, bring all these games to the virtual console thing. I'll, I'll pay you for them. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Nintendo is funny like like that. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Some sometime in the future, I don't know if somebody's going to get in charge over there that kind of gets a little bit more about the way the culture works and maybe we'll loosen mm-hmm. up a little bit. Not right. that I'm saying like they shouldn't fight piracy, but Yeah, yeah. Like, just make it easy to make it
0: easier for me to give you money for the things I want to give you money for.
1: Exactly. <laughs> there there just seems to be like this odd like, okay, if you if you're gonna be like that, then you've got to make it easy for people to get the games they want to get if this incredible
0: yeah. backlog library of you know i don't know however many decades of games and there's so many good ones even like i was playing my i pulled out my game boy advance the other day and my kid was playing it and like these games are good they're still good and some of them have been re-released for the virtual console or even remastered but there's so many others for the game boy advance the super nintendo the you know the ds3ds every one of their systems that just What are you going to do other than emulate it? You're not going to going to go on eBay, like
1: yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I mean,
0: it's the same problem on a lot of consoles, really.
1: We'll hit up some of these, you know, like antique second hand places, and a lot of times there will be folks that have, um, like, there will be like a video game booth um, or a few. Uh, Megan's been looking for one particular Pokemon game um, to complete her collection, but it's it's been one that. Has been hard to find at a reasonable price. Like most people, yeah. if they have it, they're they're like, oh, I'm I'm gonna charge. Which one is it? You know, black or white? One of those. It's one. It's it's either black or white. Black. She oh, okay. she has white. So if you guys want to, you know, want to sell us <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Black for a reasonable price, you can contact I, stuff. I have that, the
0: the Pikachu one, the Game Boy, original Game Boy Pikachu, or give me his Game Boy Color. I don't know just the, the the one where instead of with the original three you could you got pikachu and he follow you around so i still got that one <laughs> uh yellow wasn't
1: that yeah
0: there you um, go yeah yeah got that one still good stuff oh pokemon it's crazy how many there's so many now it's there's too many there's too many i got my i got my kids for christmas so they've been in pokemon cards i got them there are these golden ones and i like my friend had gotten his kids some and i was like I looked around like, I can't find these anywhere. I finally looked online. They are Chinese knockoff. (laughs) And it'll be like, it will do like 500,000 damage. Oh yeah. um, So I got, it was like, you know, you get a pack of 50 of them for like 20 bucks. um, And they've been having a really good time, but now we probably can never go back to normal. Like we're ruined for normal Pokemon cards. Like, what are you going to do against the Pikachu that does 500,000 damage?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah, It's fine. Um, on a recent vacation, stopped by a vintage toy store that also had comics and Pokemon cards. And she picked up several for her, but we saw a, um, saw a Charizard that was early edition. It wasn't the very yeah. first.
0: It's from the generation, but set. Oh yeah.
1: And it was, oh man. Yeah. It was, it was graded and it was 10 gem mint. So it was, so you said seventeen hundred dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember back when, like in the original ones, because it, it could do what is it? A hundred damage? It was like crazy. That was the most most crazy powerful. But I never had one. I had a Zapdos, Sceptos, a Blastoise. I had like all the other ones. I did not never have Charizard. But man, I I remember going to Books a Million every Saturday for the Pokemon League, and uh, I missed one Saturday because I was sick and the next Saturday I that was a Saturday they like made everybody buy like a membership and then the next yeah. Saturday when I did go they were like if you don't have a membership get out so I got mad and sold all my cards to my neighbors <laughs> I made a lot of money though I mean I made like I don't know 80 bucks or something when I was in middle school
1: <laughs> oh yes look at all days then-
0: <laughs> we've got a field of your the movie you were talking oh, no. about but-
1: <laughs> We I, I was pretty much done talking about that my other movie that I was going to bring up um, that I think is more interesting. I could, I could talk about longer, but also in, I mean, in some ways uh, it's, it's more complex because it's not, I can't recommend it as, <laughs> as uh, yeah, without, yeah. With, without caveats, but it's the uh, new Zack Snyder film. Um, oh, that Rebel Moon? yeah. Have you watched it?
0: I have not. I read so much negative stuff. I was just like, ah, never mind. I won't watch it. But you're saying, did you enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Now, I mean, here's the thing. You you know what you're signing up for?
0: Absolutely. Zack Snyder's take on Star Wars, right? Kind of.
1: Yeah. So there. Well, there's two layers there. There's um the like most people have heard that, that it is it was originally a like you know a a Star Wars pitch that he redid as his own thing. So yes, absolutely. Um, that, and it's also, and this is a little bit more of a cinema nerd cut, but it's a, his take on seven samurai. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, which, you know, most people who are into the movies have at least heard of, it, but I am a, a little embarrassed to say I haven't ever watched it all the way through. I've seen clips. Um, yeah. I don't know that I've seen it all the way through either. Maybe I should watch it. Um, but if if you haven't seen Sem- Seven Samurai, you've probably seen the other famous movies that it is uh that inspired it, and that's the Magnificent Seven, um, or the remake, the more recent remake. And that that was the you know, American take on Seven Samurai. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um and uh so anyway, and and it's uh really just you know said the the premise is small town needs uh help and these seven distinct good fighters you know all, all get involved um and it's got the the seven samurai influence and it's got the Star Wars influence but of course overarching is the Zack Snyder influence and
0: <laughs> of course I can't get away from that
1: Yeah, that's the part that like when people watch it and they're like, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Okay, I get it. I'm not a huge Zack Snyder fan. All right. I was I was very disappointed with, you know, particularly um, Justice League or Batman v Superman. I mean, Batman Batman v Superman Superman. was a
0: really that's the that was the low point.
1: Yeah. Batman v Superman was was just, uh, you know, frustrating. But and um, Superman breaks Zod's
0: neck. eh probably could have yeah. done
1: without that right <laughs> yeah i i have mixed feelings about man of steel but i i i overall liked man of steel i'm i I've still yeah
0: i'm with it. you i liked it other than him breaking zod's neck i think yeah. everything else was okay it, it's
1: yeah it's not like one of my favorite superhero movies but i think it gets a bad rap because of some of the other ones um and the the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League. Wow, it's wacky and zany, but entertaining. Yeah, it's it's to me. It was it's worth a fever to watch. dream. Yeah, it's yeah. worth a watch. So anyway, that's what I would say about this too. And it, what it feels like very much to me, because they've they've done this in two parts, and they've already shot the other one, so it's coming out. Um, also, supposedly, there's going to be a. Snyder. Cut. Like an R-rated version, right? Like yeah. it
0: wasn't this one PG-13 and like the whole thing is going to be R right. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um I read that yeah. I read something like that. Mm.
1: So the regardless, if you if you go into this expecting a a complete movie, like a totally complete movie and B, a movie that doesn't feel like it was directed by Zack Snyder, <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. You're, and that's what is is funny to me about all these people like giving it negative reviews. It's not that I like, think it's a great movie. I'm just like, guys, you knew what you were signing up for. Like yeah, just, at the end of the day,
0: it's a Netflix movie, man. Like what? Yeah. it's got really good production values, but it's a Netflix movie
1: and those pair mixed can be good, can yeah. be bad. Zack Snyder. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one of the things about Netflix movies in general. I find is that they they usually let their directors pr- pretty much have a very long leash, and so they kind of do their own thing. Um, yeah, it, you know, and you get the good and bad with that. Is that they're right. be- like
0: like Bill Burr had one uh, this year. Oh, was it called? Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. It was yeah. What was it yeah? What's it called? Sorry,
1: old dads. <laughs> Not mm-hmm. bad. Yeah, I haven't watched (laughs) it, but I mean, you know, it's there's a lot of stuff where it's like it's it's worth watching and you don't necessarily have the usual like interference. But part of the thing is sometimes you need the studio. to Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You know, okay, this ain't working. Um, Protect you from your own excesses. Right. But it's also the reason why a lot of artists are. You know, excited to work for Netflix, and
0: yeah, get to uh, make the thing they wanted to make without any influence, outside interference. That makes perfect sense.
1: So I'll I'll give it a watch one of these days. Maybe I'll wait for the whole thing. Do you think I should wait
0: for the whole thing, or is it
1: standalone? Yeah, I mean it. It is a complete story in one sense, but it really much feels like the midpoint of a bigger story. At the end, and and here's the thing: it to me, the enjoyment of it isn't from the story. It's it's not even necessarily like from the characters. You're not looking for character development. Is it it's, effects? It's effects, it's visuals, <laughs> and it's cool fights. It's There's some very pretty yeah. visuals and some very fun, cool and fights.
0: And that all checks out with Zack Snyder. I mean, you think yeah. back to 300
1: Sucker Punch, like that's yeah, what Zack it's, Snyder does, really. Yeah, exactly. You're not, I mean, Sucker Punch is actually a great example of, like, I think that was actually his first... Big film that was entirely his, like original, like because three hundred, mm-hmm. you know, of course, was based off of the graphic novel, yeah, comic book, yeah. And I remember watching that, and I think it was actually the first of his I went to see in the theater. I can't remember anyway. And just being like, "What is this?" <laughs> right? Like, agreed. <laughs> um agreed. This, this went off the rails. Like it, it did. You know, yeah, it was it was just funny because like he clearly wanted a vehicle for these action scenes and then tried to make something, I think, with I don't know. I don't know if he was going for some kind of depth, but. It, it <laughs> uh, yeah, he
0: was and it did not. Yeah, did not land, did not and land at wild all.
1: because you look at that cast that. Yeah. Um, that cast is incredible. Yeah, it was just it. It did not. It did not work out. Yeah, no. So just on the subject
0: of um, cliffhangers or half movies, I adored Across the Spider Verse, but man, what a just abrupt ending cliffhanger. Oh yeah. Just like I, you know, we were like twenty minutes to the end of the movie, like, Man, they're really not going to be able to wrap this up very well. And then there was just none, no wrap up at all. And ah. I know the, I know the other half is coming pretty yeah. soon this year. I feel like I'm sure it'll be great, but uh, you know, I, I, I can't say too much negative about the movie because it was an excellent movie thoroughly enjoyed it, but yeah, left going, ah,
1: come on. <laughs> yeah. It, that it was kind of, it was humorous. And it, it's actually funny. You would say that because um, the know um, that was pretty much exactly what Megan said at the end, like, uh, like wow they're gonna have trouble wrapping all this oh they're not <laughs> yeah jeez at all. yeah right kind of the same way uh, back to rebel moon i recommend it to people who just want to enjoy visuals and fun yeah sure if you are looking for really pristine story um and <laughs> look elsewhere character, then- <laughs> character choices that make sense then
0: character choices that make sense That's good. No, no,
1: you're like that. This is not (laughs) not for you. (laughs) Um, Oh um, man. But if you, if you want to watch something that, you know, uh, is, is, um, has some, like I say, just some fun, good, uh, fights and, and fun visuals. It's like, yeah, we got that for you now. I will say there's like these huge exposition dumps throughout. Really? Uh, Interesting. Yeah. And, um, and it's wild that they spent one hundred and
0: sixty-six million dollars on a Netflix movie on both parts. But I mean, that's yeah. that's crazy. That's a uh, yeah. It's, I mean, that's well, nothing yeah. for Hollywood budget. I mean, I mean, it's something, but it's not out of unheard of. But this is for a Netflix movie,
1: right? But and and at the same time, it's like you know, you think about um, the like back when we were in high school and the two Matrix sequels came out. I think those were around 150 million a piece. Um, wow. So, yeah. So, like, when you're talking about just a little bit more than that, you know, gosh, like 20 years later, basically, the, to get a, a two movies, it's like what they did is actually kind of impressive when you. Um, you
0: That's know, not even the most expensive uh, Netflix movie. The one called, I haven't seen this, The Gray Man was 200 million. Oh, that was the, uh, Ryan. Red notice. Yeah. Right. Um, and Gosling, Yeah. Gotcha. And then red notice was also 200 million man. Yeah. There's a bunch that were more expensive. Um,
1: yeah. And so, I mean, all that, you know, all of that to say the um, some, some of the effects, I will totally tell you are dodgy. There's, there's a handful of moments that I'm, I'm just like, I don't I'm like, okay, whatever that there's at least one moment that's just downright weird with the bad yeah. uh, and um <laughs> uh Charlie Hunnam's character overall to me was a bit of a disappointment because I I really liked him in um the gentleman and yeah 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 uh, Pacific Rim and um, Oh I love Pacific Rim man great but, movie. I'm I'm looking forward to the ending of it I'm not expecting much from it just more <laughs> right. of the same it'll be interesting to me because like you know critical reception online you know, has been very much like, this movie sucks and everything. And <laughs> Easy to dunk like, on. Yeah, I'm very careful to be like, look, it's not a good movie. You know, <laughs> right. know, uh, yeah, thread that like, line, you know? Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's not worth watching. Like, there's a lot of movies out there that arguably aren't that great that, you know, we're still kind of fun to watch fun and, yeah at the
0: end of the day you're paying for netflix anyway you know what are you gonna do with your friday night if right, you can't find you anything go. else to watch
1: <laughs> yeah so anyway um that's that's probably all i should say about it there you know the the thing with it that i i i guess if i was gonna it like the structure of it is kind of strange because They're not really developing each of the characters, like the seven, you know, the MRI type characters. Um, I I don't know if there actually are seven. I think there are only maybe six, but of the characters they introduce, it's kind of like the the whole story is like introduce the bad guy. I like the bad guy in a lot of ways because he's just a bad guy. Like there's no like trying to make a sympathetic bad guy. They're not even hiding the fact that, I mean, like he's straight up wearing what almost looks identical to a Nazi uniform. Um, gotcha. Like he space Nazis. Yeah, Always exactly. fun to kill space Nazis. Right. And um, he, his, his weapon of choice is just a a blunt cane that he strikes people with very hard out of the blue. <laughs> yeah. And okay. you're just like, yeah. The, it, and it's very effective in getting you to dislike him. Um, sure. Sure. And, You know, it's odd, uh, but that like that's actually something I appreciated about it. It's like that's just he's just a bad guy, you know. He's just totally bad. Um, Sure, I like that. uh, When you go, then then you know (coughs) the the main character who's lived in this little farming village that's that's under threat. She goes on on the kind of a fetch quest to get um, other warriors to help back them up um, in this fight against the empire or (laughs) whatever they are you know basically maybe yeah oh Uh, right yeah so and uh it's it's just a series of scenes of of them going and doing like little mini quests of to get these people and we get like just kind of introduced to them there's like the beast master guy who is (laughs) shirtless and tames a griffin and uh
0: you know, this sounds like a D and D
1: campaign. Really, it it really is a lot like a D and D campaign. Maybe that's why <laughs> I'm attracted to it. Uh, sure,
0: sure. No, Actually, I, that checks out. Um, and there's nothing wrong with you know a lot of like it seems like a lot of like like writing novels is just like writing a D and D campaign for yourself.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, and that's okay. People, I you know when I watched it and. I'm like, you know, people make fun of it. I've I've watched a lot of reviews and I'm like, you know what? And I I haven't heard any complaints about it that I'm like, that's not valid at all. No, it's totally valid. I mean, it's, you know, like I say. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. But you still um, have fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. And I feel like it's, you know, I'm like, just let people enjoy things. Uh, Absolutely. Something I want to do, something we haven't done in a long time, is do a mailbag. uh, All right on. Good call. So, yeah, part of the thing, if I'm just being honest, was I accidentally got locked out of our mail for a little bit. So I just was lazy about not getting back in. So I just recently got back in. So some of these are, are several months old. <laughs> um, I was that way with my bank for a while. So, um, so this first one here is from uh, Jack. He says, if you're looking to enhance your listener experience and boost your subscriber, oh, okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> I get those emails. Yeah, I. Oh, man. Um, okay. So on to the real mail. Um, this is from a listener named Katie. This is all the way back um, in September. Uh, okay. Message. She says, "Hey, loving your episodes. Uh, after hearing your comments in the Sean Chan accents in the show, I wanted to point out that um, Rosamond Pike is the reader for the new audiobooks and the accents are the same in those." they're really oh. good and would be fun uh episodes. So I I I haven't gotten to listen to um Interesting. Her. I didn't know that she was doing that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. They're they're redoing the audiobooks one at a time with her doing um everything. You know, I mean, I love Michael Kramer uh, and Kate Redding so much. Yeah. I I just when I heard that I honestly wasn't all that interested, but now this makes me want to at least get more, Yeah, yeah. Sure, take yeah. Take on uh, those accents. So um, that that one was uh, kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Okay, so this was, this was a pretty long one. I'm going to skim and hit a few highlights, try to anyway. So this is from Christine. She says she absolutely loves us. Uh, listen to the whole All podcast right. and going back to listen again to past um, book walkthroughs. As I watched the season two of the show to remind myself of um, all the plot bits uh, that I can't remember, you're um, fabulous entertaining, and by far the best Wheel of Time podcast I've ever listened to. I've tried a number, and wow, of comparing them to you to their lack. Um, so, well,
0: dang, yeah, high yeah,
1: praise. That's, that's yeah, cool. That's so I appreciate Thank you. that. you. I, you know, I, and I, I probably wouldn't have read that if I realized how glowing that was. Cause that really sounds like we're bragging on ourselves, but I just want to say, I really do dearly appreciate that because we're doing this just for the fun of it. And sometimes it's uh, it becomes a, a little work intensive, especially as I'm editing these episodes. To, yeah. You do you know, the hard work hundred percent. That's very true. So I am grateful for the encouragement. She had two thoughts. She says she wanted to share. So I'm going to try to read these two thoughts. She said in the great Hunt." Um, She says, I think it may be in The Dragon Reborn. I can't seem to get the details stick in my head. Um, The group of gray men are introduced and you were both pondering what a group of gray men would be called. And I thought a shadow of gray men sounded (laughs) Ah! accurate and ironic at the same time. Uh, Random, but wanted to share that as I felt pretty unique for having thought of it. Um, Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I can't remember. We made some joke. It was like a frat party of gray men or something. <laughs> right. Um, and then the other thought was, I, I've listened to a few discussions about stilling and the curious effects of the Aes Sedai, who is stilled and suddenly looks uh, tremendously younger. And I wanted to share the headcanon that I have about that. All right. Um, and so I thought, uh, this is how the wheel repays you for their service. And she says, hear me out. Aes Sedai, servants of all in a way um, are truly in service to the society that produced them in their institution. If they are forcibly pushed out of that position, still the wheel repays their servitude by allowing them to resume the youth that they, they spent in service uh, them a second chance to have a different life.
0: Um, interesting. Oh, that's a, it's new and fresh. I like yeah, it.
1: I, yeah, I like that. I was like, you know, that makes that, I like that head cuz it makes it certainly less strange. Like Yeah, it was always like this is just so
0: bizarre. Why would this ever happen? <laughs> what like there's so many things in the books that seem, you know, it's magic, but it's like magic that seems to be internally consistent. And this thing did not seem internally consistent, but that I like that head That's nice.
1: Yeah. And the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. Yes. Thank you very much, Christine from canada a so she's one of our canadian listeners so thank you so much for listening this is from kai
0: oh i wanted to name my kid that and rachel said no
1: that's (laughs) it's
0: a great great name i think it's a i think it's a wonderful name yeah Um, she she wanted a family name not that she's had anything had any problem with it she wanted a family name it's a a long time ago now but anyway
1: (laughs) if you had another kid she might be okay with it is what you're saying
0: yeah, I, I ended up picking Oliver instead, but, um, yeah, the, I, the second it. one, I the second one I got to choose the third one. I, yeah, it's probably her turn again, although we'll never have another kid because it would kill her anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So yep. let's, let's not do that. Kai is just right out of the gate into a concept. It says, regarding the concept of a dragon in the wheel of time universe. Cause you know, I talked about like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do dragons exist? He says, in book one, chapter four, Tom is hyping the stories he knows, including, tell us about Lynn, Egwene called, um, how he flew to the moon in the belly of an eagle made of fire and mosques the giants with the lance of fire that could reach around the world. And, you know, I I think we talked about those briefly, but those are examples of like Lynn is supposed to be John Glenn. yes. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. And um mosque is supposed to be Moscow, and the land right. supplier is, you know, the nuclear weaponry. So, mm-hmm. yep. anyway, Kai goes on to say now, if the mythos of the Wheel of Time universe includes the Apollo space program and the Russian um, intercontinental ballistic missiles, surely it's plausible that they include a winged serpent called Dragon. And he says, I suppose, this question begs another, why are there so many winged serpents in our own ancient myths scattered across the millennia and the length and breadth of the world? Which is uh, an excellent question, a very interesting. Sure, yeah, one, absolutely. Really. I mean, I'm sure there are much more intelligent and informed people, both in literature and history, that have uh, much better theories than we could posit right now.
0: Yeah, sure. No, that's, That is thought-provoking, though. I always sort of thought dinosaurs i don't know like yeah i don't it's a don't reason know. It, and it, uh, just like so many cultures have a uh, flood myth and a creation myth and like there's right. a lot of there, you find of similar things. stories across various things. cultures yeah. that are not connected to each other
1: i wonder what the first like the earliest record of a dragon you know is
0: i would i would America. guess china probably i don't know and, and China,
1: Chinese dragons are pretty different.
0: Than, yeah, they're like snake-like. With the little stubby little legs.
1: Right. Than the Western dragons. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, you know, of course, there's references in the Bible to the um, the dragon serpent. But, yeah. Yeah. As, as an enemy in in uh, Revelation. Right. Oh, it's, right. Um, it's uh, it's interesting. There's there's certainly and and the fact that they independently. And and while they are very different, they're still a you know a a serpent like creature or a lizard like creature that breathes fire, um, yeah. And you know that that was something that arose in Eastern and Western cultures. Um, it
0: it does feel like it was a choice by Robert Jordan to not to explicitly not include phys- like actual dragons in his stories, you know, because so often fantasy is associated with Dragons, and to have this character be called the dragon, and so it is like I, I definitely take Kai's point that you know if NASA's space program is included is mentioned as a legend, then certainly legends of dragons would be also uh, myth myth part of the mythos. Um, but it just does feel like a sort of explicit choice by Robert Jordan to be like uh, we're in this fantasy world. There is magic. There's all these other things, but. Nah, I'm not gonna have these fire-breathing lizards flying around. Yeah, uh, and later, of course, the Sean Chan have beasties that are sort of vaguely dragon, almost like, but definitely not. Well, it, uh, it is.
1: It is funny, you know. I we've probably talked about it before. I've seen the. You've probably seen the meme that's like the two subgenres of high fantasy are. You know, there years ago we used to have dragons, and one day maybe the dragons will return and usher in a new great age of magic and whatever. And, you know, that's one. And then the other is how do we get rid of all these dragons? (laughs)
0: Lousy with these dragons, somebody call pest control.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So um, it it does seem like there is usually a choice of like, okay, is this going to be a dragon thing or not? And it's kind of funny because Jordan's like, I choose both and neither
0: yeah i mean I, you look at like depictions of raken it's like yeah i guess they're sort of basically dragons
1: right. yeah they're, um, they're non-fire breathing dragons mm-hmm. um,
0: but he goes out of his way to never call them dragons <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly yeah. um it's interesting um and i mean and of course the dragons on rand's arms are more of the chinese dragon yeah exactly um his, sure you know, they're the serpentine dragons um, so have you heard of uh, James Islington? I don't know if I've brought him up before or not. Um, I don't think so. Um, and, and Unless you've brought him up, it'd be really funny if somebody like looked back and... and-
0: I know. Yeah, please don't. If we, you have an episode of us saying the same thing, like I'm sure I do that all the time. I feel like I do that to like, people I see and like tell a story. I'm like thinking, have I told them this story before? Probably. Uh, and no uh, one has ever... Everyone's always polite. Uh, but no, these wrote this... Uh, his first trilogy, his first book was called The Shadow of What was lost um he so he's fantasy writer um most recent book uh the will of the many apparently people last year for 2020 2023 said it was one of the best fantasy books so i picked it up at the library anyway i was reading his bio and he was like you know grew up reading robert jordan and brandon sanderson and patrick rothfuss and then just decided one day to write a novel like you and I was like thinking some curse words in my head because it's yeah. it's not bad it's quite competent um, and i'm hope, hoping that this one's as good as everyone says it is but it just uh got me thinking about you know we, we were, as we were talking that um yeah. just this idea that this, somebody could just read some stuff and then go oh i'm gonna try to do that
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and be I, successful I and
0: mean, be so successful i mean he's quite i mean, quite successful it seems
1: right uh, don't yeah, know what that's like I'm, right <laughs> exactly it's like i've i've tried my hand at writing stuff and I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if it's that good. Um, I've definitely written some hot garbage that no one will ever see.
0: <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's OK. And I, I may do it again someday and I will enjoy doing it and no one will ever
1: see it. <laughs> yes. Sometimes it is fun just to write some stuff. just for. The it people. is. Absolutely. Um, so one last uh, message from our one of our biggest fans, Jacinta. Um, she- oh, yeah. Right. She wrote us uh, back in the fall to say good to have you back because we had, you know, taken a pretty yep. long hiatus. And um, she was saying that uh, Doman is Welsh. Um, I, I, um, I don't I, I should have gone back and re-listened to whatever she is referring to. Uh, because I was like, I know we talked about Bail Doman. Uh, yeah. She uh, but she said, I also like season two better and i i thought i was going to hate the Demani collars but when i saw it go on Egwene, I, I was 100 percent okay with it i agree that are there are a few things they changed that didn't need to be changed but it might be a good thing depending upon how the season ends so this was back before the season ended um, yeah yeah so um Heck yeah uh and and largely it's funny you know um i watched daniel green's take on it of course he's a huge fan and he didn't really right. like the ending and
0: uh, <laughs> we loved
1: yeah. it <laughs> yeah and so, I
0: unabashedly i unabashedly loved it
1: yeah and like i mean we talked about the things that we didn't like about it but um, yeah overall it's just it's fun to see it depicted even if it's not necessarily exactly the, way the that scale I, right yeah would have pictured it's like you know, that was fun.
0: Um, Yeah, exactly. It's like if they could do something fun with the constraints that they have, such as they are, then I'm all about it. I'm here for it.
1: Um, Well, did you have anything else you wanted to cover?
0: Oh, I don't think so. I think uh, the various things I wanted to talk about, I've just sort of rambled off during the middle of something you were going to say. So yeah, (laughs) 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 I've covered pretty much. Otherwise, I've gotten weirdly into baking bread lately. I don't know what to say, man. It's... I was telling that to, to my coworker and he's like, Oh, getting old, huh? Yeah. Dang, dang. Yeah. If yeah, yeah, I wasn't
1: doing, so. trying to do a keto kind of thing these days. But,
0: oh, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but I oh, have... like, Oh dude, send me some. Cause <laughs> yeah. I hear you. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, well anyway, as evidenced by today, if you do write us, um, or, or fill out our contact form stuff, we TCC. will talk about them. it. Yeah. Right so please stuff at tsmpodcasts.com yeah. very good go do that
0: so, and we will absolutely get back to talking about books we have been planning to do that and have not but we are going to yeah Definitely thank you guys for your
1: patience with our, our weird pace um, I have recently started back at school and so um, I am just going to tell you it's going to continue to be spotty um, oh man I hear you but it's hard um, hard to work and go to school that's tough been there yeah but i i enjoy this and as you know sam and i said we we do plan on uh at least finishing out our review of the books um and uh sticking with the show as long as it lasts so um we've got at least one more season of the show <laughs> and um, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. um, yeah. uh
0: yeah exactly Yeah. I guess I'll I guess I'll pay the extra uh, $2.99 to get um, commercial-free Amazon Prime for a few months when the next season drops. <laughs> yes. Till then, I'm not gonna do it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a plan. Well, uh, do you want to do you want to say the the thing we say at the end? Indeed. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh, if you'd like to help us out, go to our website, tsmpodcast.com, big yellow donate button. Uh, as Will mentioned, you can email us stuff at tsmpodcast.com on the socials podcast TSM, not thriving sexy marriage. Those are good too. <laughs> uh, and until next time, and Armanethrin.